Yeah. I feel like people don't. People don't wanna rep their city, man. Red city. I rep my city. Portland 503, I need to stand up right now. OG wanna see with G. We got what you want. We got what you need. Come it, light it up, up. Come it, join a team. We got what you want. We got what you need. Come it, light it up, up. Come it, join a team. Blazer. Hey, 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 listeners. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Blazer Gang podcast. I'm your host, Boyd Urban. Today, we got a very special episode because we are coming to you live from Alberta Abbey at 126 Northeast Alberta Street here in Portland. It's a nice old renovated church. They got a theater set up in here. They got a cafe. They serve drinks. Everything you need is right here in front of you. Uh, Today, I'm joined with, uh, as always, Chris and Wang. How are you guys doing today? Doing great, man. Ready to drink some hazy IPAs, <laughs> eat some flaming hibachi, and watch the Blazers win. Hey, you can't beat $2 beers. Some of that Tecates. Oh, I don't know about the Tecates. I'm all about them hazy IPAs. <laughs> hey, yeah, that, that, the Pilsner, what we had, I want to say the Pilsner, it was okay, but that IPA, it was hitting last game. So. Yeah, I do like, I'm not a big IPA, but that hazy one is nice. I yeah. tried that last time. Oh, man, the, the city is buzzing right now. I, I love Portland during playoff time. As long as we're in the playoffs and winning <laughs> and winning, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but like, I mean, just last week game Friday night, I was walking mm-hmm. home from my car to my apartment. Dude, right by on his bike, Rip City. Right, <laughs> even yeah. after a loss, even after a loss, man. Now the energy in the city is amazing, man. Like you just see everybody in their Portland gear. You know the black and red. It's crazy. I love it. I love being back in Portland at this time of year, man. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's jump right into it. We got a little bit of logistics to cover before we bring on our special guest for you guys. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Blazer underscore gang, on Facebook as Blazer Gang, and on Instagram as Official Blazer Gang. You can find every episode we've recorded on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Music. And make sure you guys are checking in on BlazerGonian.com to see those article write-ups and uh, get some of the good merchandise we got going. We just dropped a brand new shirt for the playoffs. It's the Bombs Away edition featuring Lillard and his... Uh, I don't know if you would call that his new signature pose. Hey, I'll take it as long <laughs> as he's hitting those threes, man. Yeah, yeah he did. He let them fly, man. He let them fly. He's going to keep letting them fly, too. So, yeah, those are going to be available. And you never know if, if we keep on fighting through these playoffs, we might be dropping something else special for you guys. So on the phone lines with us today, we are joined once again by Rob from at Up The Thunder on Twitter. He was with us last week, as you may recall. Uh, so we're just going to check in on things, how things are going, predictions, how we feel about the series so far, and what we think is going to happen going forward. So, Rob, you there with us? I sure am. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing, man? Doing well, man. The blizzard's long gone. Finally, spring <laughs> is here in Minnesota, so I can't complain. At least for a little while, right? <laughs> for a little while. Don't want to speak too soon. You're right. So you must be feeling pretty good now after you got that win on Friday, correct? Hey, we didn't get swept, so we got that in our cap, so... You're not the Indiana Pacers. We're not the yeah. Pacers. R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> or Detroit, because it looks like they're going out too. Yeah, so. right. Uh, well, let's get, let's get started here. So game one, uh, there was a lot of emotions in that arena, just a lot of tension. It was like you could cut the tension with a needle, I wasn't there. I was I was actually at Spirit of 77 for our, our watch party there. But you could even feel it there. I mean, we were a couple blocks from the Moda Center, and you could still feel it in the, in the air. In that first quarter, when Portland put up 39, like, 
I mean, people were high-fiving, giving each other hugs, and it was only the first quarter. Uh, Rob, what did you think about that Just that first game as a whole? Not just the first quarter, but it was 104 to 99, so it was a, it was a battle the whole way through. Uh, both teams had good quarters and bad quarters. Uh, what, what was your um, takeaway from game one, Rob? Yeah, well, you kind of touched on it to start there. That first quarter, I mean, when we talked last week, one of my keys for the Thunder's success was defending the three. And that first quarter, I think they were – Portland was 7 of 10 from the three-point line. I think the Thunder were 0 for. So that was quite the discrepancy, obviously, and the Thunder got out to a big hole. But I was surprised by just how poorly the, the Thunder were shooting the ball and they were still within striking distance throughout, you know, the majority of the game there. Mm-hmm. You know, the game was in the balance coming down to crunch time. And despite Paul George's, you know, inefficiency, the Thunder were right there. So um, I was pleasantly surprised just considering the fact that Portland shot the ball so well. And for, you know, the, the Thunder's overall level of quality play in game one, at least. I was in game one. I, I personally, I was happy with the way Cantor played. Oh, you guys in OKC, you know about his defense. Oh, it's well documented with uh, with your coach. But uh, I thought he held his own better than what I expected. He had 18 boards. Seven of those, seven of those were offensive. I thought he kind of kept us, gave, a, gave us a little bit of a weight in the key where without Nurk, obviously we don't have that elsewhere. You know, Collins can be a nice second guy, but he's not your starting center. Leonard's big enough to be the first guy, but he's, his IQ is not quite there to be the first guy. Uh, but Cantor kind of filled that gap for us. And, of course, you know, Lillard was just balling out 30 points again. Uh, what about you, Chris and Wang? Like, how did you guys feel about that first game? Uh, yeah, I was very impressed with Cantor. Uh, he's the third Blazer to record 20, and I think it was 18 rebounds in a playoff game. Bill Walton and Aldridge were the other two players. Um, but besides Cantor, we had, you know, we just had a great team chemistry buildup, uh, being swept in the season series, uh, kind of, you know, had people thinking a lot, can Portland get a win against OKC? And we made a statement by winning that first game. And then that, you know, kind of built, um, up to the next game going on forward with that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that was a great momentum builder as a team. Um, and then as, you know, as a fan, you can, you can tell that, you know, there's, we have a really good chance of what, you know, getting through this round. And so I was really impressed with just the whole collective. Yeah. Uh, for me, I, I love how the Blazers came out firing, uh, making all their shots, three point shots. Uh, it was good shooting percentage. Um, the thing with me with OKC, you know, like Rob was saying, they weren't making their shots. Like, and they were wide open shots. I want to mm-hmm. say like Shooter, he was 0 for 7 that first game, mm-hmm. but he was wide open. And that kind of concerned me for a little bit. Like our defensive rotations weren't there. You know, we was kind of lacking on our transition defense. Because mm-hmm. what happens if they made three or four of those threes? You know, it's a totally different outcome. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love my players. We won. You know, I'm, I'm glad Cantor had the 20 and 18, CJ 24, 6 and 3 in Dame. With what thirty and four and four, so it was a good game. But the only thing that was concerning me was our defense and our rotation schemes, and OKC just missing wide open threes. Mm-hmm. You know that that was the only thing that I, I took away from game one. 
Yeah, they had a lot that like as soon as you saw it, like with me, I just like kind of bit my lip and then they ended up missing it. And I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. you know, I'll take it. But it's not sustainable. I mean, everything comes, you know, everything regresses back to the mean. Law of averages, right? Right. right? And we're finding that out. We found that out in game three. You know, those law, <laughs> those averages flipped right over. We started mm-hmm. missing those easy, easy buckets, the open ones, and they started nailing them all. Mm-hmm. Oh, but game two, I mean, Similar thing, uh, or actually not similar, but OKC kind of punched us in the mouth to start the game. And I was a little, I'll admit, I was a little on edge in that first quarter. It was 31-26, and I felt like, you know, did we just give all all of our emotion out in game one and we're just going to fold now? Uh, As the game went on, that's obviously not the case. Uh, Portland ends up with a a nice, sizable victory, 20 points. and really a good night by McCollum. He had 33. Lillard followed him up with 29. Uh, and everybody else was just kind of like eh, average, subpar. You know, you know, Mo had 14 and 9. That, that, yeah. was, that was big coming, you yeah, know, from yeah, Mo. Yeah. You know? He might have been the X factor in that game. He was. I mean, 14 and 9 from Mo. And Rob, uh, speaking to last week's uh, points on the X mm-hmm. factors, you know, Schroeder, I think he did a very good job in that first quarter against Dame, and I think that you know slowed us down a little bit. Uh, can you talk more about that, Rob, on Schroeder's uh, play in the second game? Yeah, well, I think um, kind of jumping ahead here, my biggest thing with Schroeder is that we finally saw in Game Three, and I think I can speak for some Thunder faithful when um, I think it was encouraging to see Russell finally swallow his pride and allowed himself to be hidden defensively. Mm. There were spurts in game three where Billy Donovan put Schroeder on Dame uh, specifically and hid Westbrook on Aminu where, you know, obviously I think Westbrook has some bad habits of ball watching, especially when his matchup moves well off the ball where Aminu is not going to be a guy you got to worry about a whole lot. He kind of likes to fight, hide in those corners and you know hit the open corner three when it presents itself. So I think it'll be interesting to see if that continues tonight in game four, where, um, you know, not, a, not the whole game, but, you know, for the second quarter, maybe parts of the third quarter, if Billy Donovan puts Schroeder on Dame to see if he can hold up and, you know, give Westbrook a few minutes to, you know, catch his energy hiding on a menu. Yeah, it's funny, Rob, that, uh, that he said that about uh, Westbrook swallowing his, swallowing his pride and, and being allowed to, you know, go being placed on somebody off the ball uh, because that pride definitely bubbled up there late in game three because <laughs> he, he, oh, like, yeah. he was emotional. And, I mean, that's the type of guy he is. So I can't, I can't hate on him too much for it, even though it might not be – might not be the style we're accustomed to here in Portland. Mm. A little different. Uh, but what did you think about kind of just the back and forth between specifically Dame and, and Westbrook, but Schroeder was also involved. Mo Harkless was also involved. It got real chippy there towards the end of the game in that game three. Oh, what, what did you think about that, Rob? Right. Well, we talked about this last week, especially with one of my, my factors that, you know, Westbrook – I think if it gets, which has already gotten to that level after three games, this extra, this chippiness, this back and forth, we all kind of expected it within this series with kind of the overall animosity towards these two teams. <laughs> but I think obviously being at this level, it certainly favors Dame and Portland. I think that their their play is uh, more sustainable at 
you know, this chaotic level, whereas mm-hmm. we talked about it last week with Westbrook. And let's call, let's be honest, like that game three, that late shot where Westbrook finally had his moment, I guess, to, oh, you know, yeah. talk his shit to Dame where he <laughs> kind of played at him and started, you know, I think up the thunder said it was a Westbrook three plus a Ted talk at Dame, which <laughs> I thought was hilarious. <laughs> but, um, let's be honest, like that's great defense by Dame. And that's kind of the same thing yeah. we saw in game two where he forced Westbrook to take a bad three in game two, he missed it. And you saw Dame yeah, clap to himself and get and all jacked in. up and mm-hmm. bomb the three on the other way. It just happened in game three where that, that irresponsible three from Westbrook went in. So, I mean, if you're Dame and you're the Blazers, that's all you could ask for is get in Westbrook's head, keep forcing him to shoot threes and live with the results because let's be honest, he's not a good three point shooter. Yeah, I shot. I saw that shot go in, and it's just like you got to live with it because like you did everything exactly. you can. He's not a great shooter there. You're right in his face. He was even like his. He didn't move his feet. I noticed on the replay. So like, who yeah, knows he, how he didn't, he didn't who balanced his feet right? How yeah. balanced he was, and he he knocked it down. But man, I he was real animated after that. Wang, why did you think about all that? You know that fourth quarter in that game. Um, I was thinking more of like the Paul George effect. He's been pretty quiet like his, his shooting ability he's been at like a 36 percent overall shooting percentage uh 27 percent three-point percentage mm-hmm. and so you know you would think that an mvp caliber guy at the end of the game would kind of step up a little bit but uh to me oh, he did step up at I mean, the end, <laughs> end of the game there that, i mean that I'm last talk, possession right i'm talking about like the past the first two games too yeah yeah uh, yeah so, i feel you which why which i was gonna ask um rob about was the fact that is what's going on in Paul George's head? I mean, do you think he's right? Is shoulder good still? I know we talked about this before, but I mean, I feel like there's still something going on with his shoulder. I know Chris said there was nothing going on with that, but three for sixteen. Yeah, no, it's showing. So I'll like to take that back. <laughs> something really <laughs> is wrong with Paul George, man. Because he's really not shooting the ball well, and it's showing up. I mean, granted, he's still averaging what twenty four, twenty five points a game. You know. But he's not the MVP, Paul George. And he, I mean, he even said his shoulder's fine, but and he said, you know, it's just because he hasn't been, sh- you know, shooting, getting his shots mm-hmm. in is the reason why. But mm-hmm. I still think there's still something going on with the mm-hmm. shoulder. What do you think about that, Rob? No, I completely agree. And I think his numbers and since the All Star break will attest to that. I think right. his All Star break numbers are like 40% from the field and 30% from three. And he's still shooting about 10 threes a game. And mm-hmm. you can see the numbers so far in the series. He's at 36.7% from the field and 276 from three. So, I mean, it's kind of par for the course for the second half of the year so far. And I think obviously that shoulder is affecting him. And I, I can appreciate the fact that he's not using that as a crutch, as mm-hmm. an excuse. You know, I, I don't like, I know I'm kind of switching gears here, but um, when the Warriors lost to the Cavs in 2016, all you heard from Warriors fans were, oh, well, Steph's hurt, Steph's knee. Yeah. Well, he's still playing. Like, I don't right. care. If you're out there, you got to be effective. It's the playoffs. I'm sure no one's 100%. So when you're that high of a level player and you got to, your team's asking you to produce, you know, you got to do better than what you're putting out there. So the Thunder, mm-hmm. I think, will go as far as Paul George will take them, especially on the offensive end. So if they want any sort of chance to get back in this series, they need Paul George to step it up a little bit. Now, since we're on the topic of Paul George here, Rob, what did you think about that throwdown at the buzzer? I mean, I thought it was 
I mean, si- I'll, I'll give you this. Simons did take a take a shot with like ten seconds on the clock that he didn't need to sh- take, you know. But but going a step further, like George there, and just reversing throw down, and and if you watch the replay, it was it was a hair after the buzzer, so it didn't even right. count. But yeah. uh, it's gonna rub some guys in Portland the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, but I thought it was pretty fitting considering the dynamic of the series. Uh-huh. I thought that uh, you know you'll be already saw it in the first three games. And then, you know, like we talked about with that Westbrook and Lillard uh, dynamic, it's just, you know, these teams obviously don't like each other and the thunder (laughs) certainly needed some sort of boost being down. Oh, two, you know, they're in the, they're in Oklahoma city. They got to win tonight game four. So, you know, they need whatever they can get to get some sort of edge in this series. Yeah. No, me personally, you know, I didn't, (laughs) <laughs> really, I wasn't too fond of it, but coming from the competitive spirit, like I like it, because yeah. Dame, you know, after he shut down Russ from that one three, and then he came back, he hit his three, and then hit the bombs away. Yeah, you know, it, right. it's it's just bringing out that competitive it's part spirit. Of the game. You know, it's part of the game. So Paul George, like, hey, I'm about to do this reverse double clutch dunk on y'all to let y'all know we in OKC, and you know what? Portland has to come back with their own. They got to respond, and they got to respond. So I, I and like personally. It. Yeah, go ahead. Paul George was like three of fifteen in Game Three, so like yeah, if that yeah. if that's what he needs to get going, like by all means, Paul, do what you got to <laughs> do, man. Right. So, but yeah. I'll I'll tell you this: Did you see uh, Rob? I don't know if you saw, uh, but I know we we watched it over here. The press conference when Lillard they asked Lillard about uh, Schroeder tapping his wrist and his jawing with Westbrook and uh, George's dunk at the end, and he just said, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, but he just said something like, you know, it's real interesting that. Uh, that they didn't do none of that in Portland. They didn't do none of that the whole game until until the last two two minutes or so when it was out of reach, and that's when they, they decided to start talking. And to me, that strikes me as a man who's just taking notes. He's taking notes. Oh, he's, yeah. he's remembering all this. He's, he's writing it down, it oh, yeah. and he's going to come out hot, and, and there's going to be a point, kind of like in that in, during that bombs away mm-hmm. you know, sign, there's going to be a point where he's going to explode and he's going to let everybody know because that's the type of dude dame is like he's a he's a quiet competitor but when you make him mad like there's no turning back (laughs) yeah he's he's definitely sleeping on this every night and just you know imagining the whole plays going over and over again my you know my soccer coach um told me always before game days and stuff like that you always want to sleep and think about what you're going to be doing imagine taking that shot visualizing visualizing everything you're doing and i know dame is listening in hearing all this stuff and he's just taking it in and being like all right let's get this game four going but going back to the thing about you know paul george and how he kind of just you know dunked it at the end of the game um, i can see on the fan base side especially for okc fans um it's a nice transition to their game four Mm -hmm. and that's the reason why he probably did that and you know i I I don't mind it. Um, you know, it fuels fire to both sides. Yeah. So I can see that going both ways, and it you know it just makes it a little more exciting to you know watch the whole series. And we definitely have the most exciting series in the yeah, playoffs. I think right so now. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And um, going into Game Four, you know, talking about adjustments now. I think with the Blazers, we should adjust. You know, with our bench play, you know, our bench has been struggling uh-huh. lately. So what do you want to see? What do I want to see? I want to see Layman, man. I feel like Layman deserves yeah. a shot. Free Layman. In these playoffs. Only because what he brings to the game. Like, movement. He's continually moving. He's cutting. He's mm-hmm. moving without the ball. And like Decent you said size. earlier, Rob, you know how Russell was just guarding Aminu in the corner, having, you know, time off basically on the defensive uh-huh. end. If we put Layman in and uh, 
putting pressure on Westbrook or whoever's guarding him, yeah. you know, to to account for him. So I would like to see the Blazers put Layman in, man, like free Layman. He deserves minutes, and that's going to free um, free up Dame even more, create more shots for CJ, and it's just going to keep the defense more honest. So they're just not letting Aminu stand in the corner and, you know, focus on Dame and CJ. So I would like to yeah. see that for the Blazers. And I'm with you on that because, like, Jake Layman, I mean – he didn't play much his whole career until this year, right. and he kind of came onto the scene hot in Portland. Had you know a bunch of double digit games that mm-hmm. no one really ever saw coming, but now that it's like crunch time and he's just he's getting goose eggs for for playing time. But his contract's up at the end of the year, and and if you want to keep him, you know you got to know because if you keep him going forward, he's going to have to be a rotation guy. Right. And so you, this is the perfect time to just throw him into the fire and say, and if he performs, it. we're going to sign yeah. you back. If he doesn't, then we'll make that decision in the offseason. Yeah. But if you want to have a clear picture on if this guy can really be one of your top 10 players on, on, on your rotation, mm-hmm. you you won't know that if he doesn't get playoff minutes. Right. And, you know, you got to also factor in. We're in game hitting game four now. Lehman's got fresh legs. This mm-hmm. will definitely um, help you know, like just the rotation change up as well as OKC, you know, changing up their whole defensive scheme too. Like you yeah. were saying, Chris, I mean, you know, he's a guy that creates a lot of space and at times our offense looks stagnant and that's something that Lehman can definitely help out with and try to prove a point. And he deserves it this whole year. He's been, he's been playing like he yeah. deserves time in the playoffs mm-hmm. for sure. Lord knows that uh, Evan Turner could have a fire lit under his ass. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. He's, he's not having a good series at all. Right. But if you like, Hey, we're going to take, 80 year minutes away and give him to layman that yeah. might you know feel his fire a little bit and saying like hold up you know i'm, I'm gonna claim my spot um uh, but let's let's look forward so we got game four tonight uh rob what's your what's your score prediction tonight i think it's gonna be high high scoring i mm-hmm. think both teams are kind of figuring out their groove obviously the thunder a little late to that party <laughs> but um are we doing predictions now i'm just gonna leave it at that I'm, we'll probably do it towards the end of the podcast i'm sure right I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at a high scoring game and both teams will come out firing it's gonna be chippy and you're gonna get some more fireworks between westbrook and dame and hopefully terrence ferguson can play a little longer than his 21 minutes right he's been you know portland's been attacking him rightfully so and get him in early foul trouble mm-hmm. but um yeah i think it's gonna be a high flying high score and i think it's gonna be entertaining for the nba audience do you have a do you have an x factor for tonight i'm gonna stick with terrence ferguson if he can because in all three games he's been in early foul trouble throughout mm-hmm. and this team especially like we saw in games one and two they are very limited with their shooting options and mm-hmm. Terrence Ferguson's one of their best shooters. And if he's not defending, if he's not generating or if Westbrook isn't generating shots for him, you know, Schroeder isn't capable of being relied upon for three point shooting. So if Ferguson can stay out of foul trouble, that's my biggest X factor for the thunder tonight. All right. Let's uh, what about you, Chris? You got an X factor? Um, X factor. If Layman's in, that'll be my X factor. Mm-hmm. You know, he has to see some minutes. If not, then I'll go with uh, Mo. You know, I think Mo had a good game too. You know, with fourteen and nine, um, he had three blocks in game one. Also, alongside with uh, with Aminu, he also had three blocks. So I would say Mo. If Mo could give us, you know, a good. 
12 to 15 points, a couple of rebounds and a couple of steals, be active on the defensive end, mm-hmm. then Portland will pull off this victory tonight. How about you, Wayne? I'm going with Seth. Uh, I like it. You know, last game, technically box score didn't cut him for his shot, but he got fouled. He uh, hit three free throws. So we need to get him the ball, uh, free up some space for him to take some jumpers, especially since, you know, he's been a pivotal key player in our the second half of our, you know, um, season. Mm-hmm. So I think Curry definitely will start stroking some threes tonight. And with like, uh, with, you know, Schroeder being the backup point guard in OKC, like that's a... I'm not going to say a good matchup, but that's a, a, as size comes, that's a good matchup for Curry because when he he doesn't get a lot of playing time when the other teams have you know big guards, but when right. they're more of his size, he can get a lot of run off of that. So he could have a good game, and he's got to get some shots. Yeah, I mean, he, I don't remember the last time he took zero shots in a game. It's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I, I'm sticking with my manhood. I said it last week. I said at some point he's going to have a 20-point game and it's going to win that game for the Blazers. Mm-hmm. Maybe not him specifically, but his effort is going to be contribution. It's going to be what puts us over the top. And if he wants to do it and make noise, it's going to be tonight in OKC because right. you know anybody can do it at home. But it takes it takes some major stones to go on the road as a role player and gotta, put up gotta 20 points. Road, you know, yeah. so that's what I'm looking for tonight uh, with Rodney Hood. But I got another question I want to ask you guys. As we know, the series has been really testy. There's been chirpiness back and forth. Uh, it's been handled pretty well on the floor by both players and refs. Uh, but what's the over-under on an ejection tonight? <laughs> Are we doing what? prop bets right now? Hey, you, don't have to ahead, tell me, you don't have to tell me who, but... Wayne, you're the betting man. What, what's your take what's on that? What's Vegas say? I don't know, man. I didn't even think of that. I'm still only betting on the series. But uh, I think it'll still get testy. I don't think there's going to be any ejections. I hope there is, obviously, on OKC side. <laughs> but I don't think there's going to be ejection. Now, Rob, you didn't hear me before we, before we started recording. I was thinking, like... I'm watching that uh, Brooklyn Philly game and and Jared Dudley sticking up for his teammate, going after the big man. He gets twisted up with Butler. Everybody wound, you know, is in the second row of the of the seats at this point. But I mean, Brooklyn's perfectly happy with trading Dudley for Butler and saying both <laughs> you go to the locker room. I'm, right. I'm I'm doing that nine days a week. But uh, I, I'm saying Turner has been producing all series long. We're not gonna miss him. I mean, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I love Rob's reaction, man. He's like, oh, <laughs> mix it up a little bit. That's yeah. all I'm saying. I'm not, I don't don't go out there. Well, I'm glad you way. brought up that Brooklyn Philly series because when you were asking the question, I was just thinking of that immediately. And the fact that both the Blazers and Thunder don't have any expendable players, like they don't have any rotation guys who, like, in years past, the Thunder had Kendrick Perkins, mm, who yeah. was kind of mm. that asshole, that agitator, and, like, they <laughs> exactly. could they be just fine without him. But right now, like, both the Thunder and the Blazers, they need all hands on deck. So I don't know if either team has a player you, they can swap for you, one or the other right you about could, now. You could toss out Felton. You guys, yeah, you, don't need, you don't need Felton. No one needs Felton. Yeah, yeah. I set that up on a tee there for you guys. <laughs> hey, uh, you think you can get us the deets on where the team's going to be when they come back to OKC? I want to send some donuts up his way. <laughs> some voodoo donuts. Yeah, some voodoo donuts. Oh, man. Uh, so, Chris, Wang, uh, let's go to you guys. Oh, predictions for tonight. For tonight, I see... 
Portland coming out with the W. Um, 108, OKC ends up with 104. Um, it should be a more smooth game because um, game three was just ugly, man. It really was that first half. Um, but I do see Portland coming out on top by four. Mm-hmm. Wayne? I got a like uh, kind of a high scoring game. Uh, 115 Blazers, 112 OKC. Um, uh, you know, law of averages. Paul George is going to get his buckets this time. He'll he'll be making more shots than what he has been doing the past three games. We're going to have uh, kind of some of our role players score a little more. You know, Curry since he he only had three points last game. I think he'll have like twelve to fifteen points. So the uh, there's going to be an uptake uptick mm-hmm. in okay. uh, scoring. So I'm going with one fifteen, one twelve. I agree with you on the scoring thing. My my guess is one sixteen, one ten, because I just feel. Everything, I think it's it could mimic kind of what game three was like, but with the one difference is I'm expecting Hood or Curry to have a real nice game. I don't expect them to shoot the lights out, but have a good quality 15-point game, and I think that can turn the tides. Uh, Rob, I know you, you gave a little prediction, uh, but let's jump back to you. Uh, do you got a score guess for tonight? Man, I got the thunder, man. It's game four, backs At against home. the wall. If they lose tonight, it's done in five. Ooh. I got the thunder, 118-112 in a little shootout at Chesapeake Energy Arena. Nice. So we all we all got some high-scoring teams or high-scoring games going today. Uh, so we're, we'll just have to wait and see what happens there. Uh, but, Rob, uh, real quick, can you – plug your uh, stuff for us uh, let us know where you, we can find you during the off days yeah of course i write for dailythunder.com and our twitter presence is up or, i'm sorry at up the thunder all right so make sure you guys check that out because especially if it uh, if okc ties us up today it's this, this might go to seven games gentlemen but hold on there's a stat portland going into games up two or no two zero were undefeated 14 14 game or 14 series for, for series yeah when we when we were up to we did not lose a series okay so it still, I'm just could, go, it still could go to seven though that's fine but i'm gonna play law of averages like wang said <laughs> <laughs> if, it go, if it goes to seven uh, that seventh game would be next saturday in portland mm-hmm. so Rob, if you're available, if that if that ends up happening, we'd love to get you on one more time just to go over that. Absolutely, man. I'm always here. For sure. But yeah, we're going to cut you loose for now, uh, wrap things up here. Uh, nice talking to you again, Rob. Uh, looking forward to the game tonight, and uh, I'll be... I'll be following you on Twitter to see your reactions. <laughs> Sounds good, fellas. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. All right, buddy. All right. So once again, listeners, that was Rob from Daily Thunder. Make sure you guys check him out on Twitter if you want to get some insider information on our opponents uh, this for this first round series. Make sure you guys stick around because we are going to have some live instant reaction after this game. Like I said in the intro, we're here at Alberta Abbey in Northeast Portland. We're watching the game. I mean, I think last time we had probably 75, 80 people show up. Oh, yeah. It was a good turnout, man. They we, got a flaming hibachis out front with the food truck. Yeah, the fried Oreos <laughs> I tried for the first time. Those yep. were good with the little powdered sugar on top oh, of yeah. them. They were good. They're crispy, too. I don't like them doughy. I yeah. don't like them doughy. 
Uh, yeah. I still got to, I'm going to definitely get the Flamin' Hibachis today. Uh, last time there was about an hour wait, so I'm going <laughs> to hit that up early. Hey, they're popular, man. Yeah. They they're are. Popular. They are. They're, they're out here grinding. But yeah, we're going to be coming to you right after the game. We're going to take a little bathroom break. Mm-hmm. And then, and then we'll uh, we'll be coming in with our with our instant reactions of game four going into game that's five. A lo- that's a long bathroom break. <laughs> <laughs> there's gonna be yeah, there's gonna be a lot of emotions there because I know I know you guys are gonna be down in those hazies. So oh man, <laughs> that'll be a that'll be a fun little a fun little one two there. Uh, but before we go, uh, Killer Burger, I know Dre's on his way right now as we speak. It's gonna be here any minute. Killer Burger, we got. I'm getting the fun guy. I got the classic. The classic. Wang. I'm getting the hibachi. So I'm holding off today. I'm holding off today. (laughs) All right. Well, yeah, make sure you guys check out Killer Burger whenever you can. They got uh, locations all across Portland metro area. Even if you're at the Moda Center, they got one there for you too. So check them out. Uh, Next chance you get, tell them Blazer Gang sent you and commit to the burger. Rip City 1212, we got that gang four. You know what they do. Ooh. Ooh. That's special from that's Chris. Don't, don't make head. me go Asian on you right Man, now. Then you make, don't understand don't what I'm going to say. Don't make me go, don't make me go catch on you. As promised, we are here with our live reaction uh, feed. Right after game four here, Blazers just kicked the crap out of the thunder. We're here at Abbey Theater. The place is emptying out, but we're still here grinding. Folks, let's talk about this basketball game for a little bit. Chris? Man, let me tell you something. The Blazers, they put their stamp on this game. They came out and proved a point that they are not to be messed with. At the third seed, they said, man, forget about last year. Forget about losing game three on Friday. It was all about Mm -hmm. tonight, and they came out and proved their worth, man. Bro, they... I mean, every time the Thunder went on a run, the Blazers responded. Exactly. It all started with that, like, run at the end of the second quarter. Exactly. Like, I was, I, I will admit, I was feeling a little bleak at that point. The mm-hmm. Thunder had gone on, you know, something like a 13 to 1 or two run yeah. or something like that. And then Portland ends up with those two threes. I mm-hmm. think it was two threes in the quarter. Yeah, right? it was back to back threes. Yeah. yeah. And they go in with a couple points lead. I was feeling, after that, I knew I, it was a wrap. Yeah. It was a wrap. You know, people are people like to say the narrative is Portland can't do this, Portland can't do that, you know, but look at what we're doing right now. We're literally showing the whole world what we're about to do. <laughs> literally, Damian Lillard came off hot again last game. He had Yeesh. 25 points in the third quarter. This third quarter, he was already starting off hot with 13. Mm-hmm. Real hot. Exactly. You know, what we're doing right now is we're cooking the books. And what else <laughs> we're doing? We're going to cook the kitchen, too. Next thing you know, we're cooking the house. Hey, and talk that, you know, man. Next thing you know, we're going to cook into the finals. Right. Talk that talk. And that's not why, that's not, you know, that's not what Harden is doing when he's cooking his own thing. We couldn't <laughs> cook our own thing. So somebody right, tag Charles Barkley in this. <laughs> we can't. Oh, man. And Shaq, I don't know. Shaq also, Shaq, what was it you were saying, Chris, that Shaq said that we we're also going to get in there or something? With the- Shaq's going in there. Shaq is jumping on board. Hey. You know, Charles, Charles Barkley said it, you know, a couple of weeks ago that, you know, the Blazers are going to make the finals, you know, and I think Shaq is hopping on board. Hey. But what, what's two going on? The four? I don't mean what's, to interrupt you yeah, guys yeah. right now. What's up? Uh, this is real riveting. But Westbrook and George combined at home, game four in a pivotal game, uh, thirteen for forty-two. Yeah, that's just horrible <laughs> shooting, man. That's that's a horrible <laughs> shooting percentage. Oh my goodness! But even like I was talking to some of the, you know the fans out here at the theater, it's like 
Dame didn't have a good first half. Like it was he didn't. okay. No, no, no. no, no, he didn't. I I don't know what his shooting percentage was that we got looked at. Seven for nineteen. Yeah, yeah. Seven for nineteen in the first yeah. half. That was no, no, that's total. That's total. Total. Oh, total. Total. But that second half, he made pivotal shots. Like mm -hmm. we know that Dame either. is not always going to have, you know, a, a complete game. He might come on the second half and finish strong. Mm. And that's what he did, you know, in, in game four. The third know. quarter, he had the third 13. quarter, he had 13 yeah. quarter points in, in, in the third quarter. So I do also want to add, not just Dame, Zach Collins came mm -hmm. up super Zach big. Collins. Couple big blocks. Aminu. Made some Aminu. Aminu. Aminu hit, hit a couple threes. I mean, man. we were talking about this in our podcast, just, you know, a couple Who's going to be that guy going to step gonna up? Who's going to be that guy? Yeah. Okay, it was the others right now. Because you just said Zach Collins. He had 10 points. But Aminu had 19, and Mo Harkless had 15. 15 and that's what we dumb. need. That's what we need going forward. In who, the aggressive. Who picked? I, I didn't one of you guys pick Mo for X Factor tonight? I think that was no, me. I did not. Ooh, Mr. Chris. That was me. Mr. Chris. You know, I picked Rodney Hood with a cool four points. <laughs> <laughs> I had Curry, and yeah. Curry had hit, with, hit me with zero points. Right. <laughs> no, but with Mo, you know, if, if we could get that consistent effort from him being that, that fourth option, mm -hmm. you know, not even running plays for him, but, you know, him just picking up the garbage play, you know, playing solid defense on the other team's best player, like the Blazers will go far in these playoffs, man. I truly do believe that. He's a two-way player, man. He is, and correct man. me if I'm wrong, but I mean, this is his most uh, shots he's attempted in the past series, or maybe the past actually 15 games, including the regular season. Uh, so I wouldn't he's be surprised. Starting, yeah, he's feeling very confident in what he's doing. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, so here's a question: pivotal moment in this game for each of you. Who wants to take it? Ooh. I'll go. Uh, actually, we, me and Chris were talking about this. Mm -hmm. uh, fourth quarter, eight minute, 50 second mark. It was Aminu hit that big block. Then he came back. Oh, yeah. yeah he went yeah. back and then he went for that layup. Yeah, that Missed, pump fake. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. Missed it, the but then he around. picked it up again yeah. and then he got yeah. that layup. Uh, That's pivotal that, to me because me and Chris were sequence. literally talking about yeah. how, you know, how, how that is actually going to be like what's going to. Right. You know, what's going to add up huge. to you? Yeah. That was huge. Uh, and that block was on Noel. It was. Yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll agree with Wing on that. You know, it was just a great sequence by uh, Aminu, man. Like, he's just playing on both sides of the of the floor, man. So, shouts out to Aminu, man, getting it done. I'm going to go a different route. It was mm, about okay. the same time. It was okay. about the nine-minute mark. Okay. We all know Dame always sits to about six minutes. Right. Yep. There was a point where it was about nine minutes left in the in the fourth quarter. Damian Lillard gets up, goes to the scores bench. Terry Sotts calls him back and says, hey, what are you doing? It's not your time yet. And he looks, he says, nah, it's my time. It is. It is my time to go back in this game. Mm -hmm. Three three extra minutes is no big deal. But that could be the difference between we having a 14-point lead when I come in or we having a six-point lead. Right. And that's what I was alluding to in the podcast before is mm -hmm. that those minutes have to go up for Damon CJ. Yeah. Those three or four minutes yeah. is going to be big, especially against OKC because you're battling against Russell mm -hmm. and Paul George. They're always going to bring it. But those three extra minutes is pivotal for Blazers advancement, man. And, and Chris is right. Actually, uh, if we look at the stats, uh, Damon Lillard actually averaged tonight 41 minutes. Exactly. Wait, he averaged 41 minutes in one night. You know, he, he, he played the 41. Might, the IPs yeah. might get to me a little bit. That's 40, fine. He totaled 41 so yeah, minutes. 41. 41. Because he's averaging around, he's averaging around 35, 36 so, minutes. Yeah. So, yeah. That's what I wanted to focus in on. It was a couple more in the second, a couple, couple more, more in the fourth. That's going to determine a win or a loss. Mm -hmm. So, shout out to Dame, man, putting it on the and floor, starts, man. Starts, you got, let him do it. You got the stats pulled up. What did Dame and CJ have? So, Damian Lillard hit 24 points, 7 for 19, 8 assists, 3 rebounds, CJ McCollum hit 10 for 20, Woo. 27 mm. points, three assists, Woo. and four rebounds. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that was 
I thought Paul and actually CJ also had two blocks and, and <laughs> two blocks from CJ CJ hey, man, that's yeah. huge hey, that, it, one of those huge, was on, on George yeah late yeah. in that game yeah that's huge so well, George kind of lost it but it's a block either way yeah, it's on the stat sheet but so, no shouts out to the Blazers man full game so we got game five coming at home on yep. Tuesday Tuesday Chris you might actually be on the concourse for that I might be in the motor center that night man so so I might take a couple pictures man see me on the Instagram you know lucky you <laughs> but for the rest of us laymen <laughs> over here uh, speaking of laymen shout out for the two points yeah uh, for the rest of us we're gonna be at spirit of 77 over there uh, right next to the motor center uh, just a just a stone's throw away from the mm -hmm. Moda. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you guys want to come and kick it with us, you can find us there at Spirit of 77 for Game 5. But speaking of Game 5, I know we spoke to spoke to Rob earlier, uh -huh. and he said if the Thunder lose today, it's a wrap in 5. Wrap in you five. guys agree with that? Oh, yeah. No, I'm already counting out Game so 6. We're going. You're jumping from seven. 6 to 5? We're going to the second round. Yeah. Mm. How you feel? Blazers. Home court? Bringing it home. Home court. We're closing it out on Tuesday at the Motor Center. We're moving on to the second round Tuesday. I agree. I think the Blazers are going to... Go Blazers. That's Dre <laughs> you know, in the background. We are live know. here, by the way, folks. You know, right. you know we're kind of calm. We got a lot of fans that are kind of calm. <laughs> but if you listen to Damon Lillard's heart, he's doing what he's got to do. And he's yeah. literally finishing off what was... You know what everyone was saying last year, the years before. Damian Lillard, Man, they tarnished his name. Yeah. They, they tarnished his name. And, and yeah. Dame, and Dame has has a point to prove this off season. He had that written in his journal. He did. You know, <laughs> and even the press conference. You know, the game before when he said he has nothing to say to the haters. Yep. And he's letting his game speak for yep. himself. Yep. That's and how that's you carrying know. over to tonight. Hopefully, it will carry over to Tuesday. And you know, we move on to the next, next round. Week. Next week. Next week, man. And I, I truly believe with this Trailblazers team, we could do anything. Yeah, I think I think we're gonna pull it out at home. I think it's gonna be a like a balanced scoring attack because it's gonna be home, comfortable environment, mm -hmm. the crowd behind us. I'm not looking for forty or thirty or from any specific yeah, guy. Not, nothing crazy. Not twenty crazy. twenty to fifteen from, you know, four or five guys. Mm -hmm. And I think it's gonna get the job done. It's gonna be so yeah. balanced, they won't know what to because do. Because the thing that we do have, you know, having a home court advantage. Like we're one of the better home teams in the league. Oh, you know, by far. I, pulling, I, I don't know what pulling. our record is. Um, maybe Wayne could pull that up. But thirty-two and nine. Thirty-two and nine at home. That's off the top. That's, That's beautiful. That's off the top. You know. So that means you know nobody can come in our home and, and beat us, and that's been proven in the first two games of the series. I was mm -hmm. right. I was you know, 32 and 9. 32 and 9. We're in home go. court, 32 So nine. I think we'll take advantage of that home court and our energy from the crowd at the Motor Center, and we'll close it out on Tuesday, man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You guys got anything else you want to add? One thing, I didn't see Schroeder or Westbrook. They're asleep. With, they their, with their with their with their antics, I mean Westbrook had oh, no. fourteen, Schroeder had seventeen. I didn't, right. but I didn't see them getting in Dame's face today. I just thought that they transition didn't. from the third game when George is gonna, you know, dunk down on oh. us, Schroeder doing the rock the baby mm -hmm. was gonna do something with OKC. They didn't do nothing. They nope. didn't do nothing. No, they no. didn't. They left it all in game three. They for did real. for real. But uh, I'm leaving it all here at Abby right now. Uh, that's gonna do it for us tonight. Uh, but I want to give some thank yous to a lot of people who made this happen. Uh, First of all, Alberta Abbey for lending us this awesome theater for these away games. Hope, you know, hopefully we don't have to come back for another one for this series, but next week. Next week, maybe we'll we be seeing we San won't. Antonio uh, or Denver uh, for some other for some other games. So thank you to Alberta Abbey for having us here. Thank you to Flamin' Hibachi PDX for keeping everybody served up. 
right out front. I know all of our patrons here appreciated having some food with these wonderful cheap drinks. <laughs> $2 beers. Can't beat that. Uh, thank you to Young Jordan for the podcast music. Derek and Dre for hauling all this heavy-ass equipment here for our live show. Uh, Henry V for allowing us to use that equipment. And uh, we can't forget Brian, who's one of the other producers. And uh, he's not here tonight, but I'm 100% sure, certain he's going to make it for the next one. <laughs> I hope he's listening. Uh, so thank you to all you guys for helping making this happen. And uh, before we sign off, I almost forgot. It's still Rip City, City on, on the ass. ass. Rip City on the ass.